0: Well, thank you, Katie. Katie really connected Psalm 4 and 5. And uh, I just whiffed on the whole first service. I mean, completely whiffed. People looked at me like, what are you talking about? So let me try to try again. And I think this is part of the challenge is what I'm asking today. So um, back out over there is a card that looks like this. And the invitation is to ask us together if for this week we would pray an evening prayer and a morning prayer. Let let me me try to set it up for you. The, the, The passages are so interesting. The Hebrew understanding of life began this way. When you went to sleep, the day begins. For the Hebrews, going to sleep is when day begins. The understanding was that when we fall asleep, when we are dead, when we are unresponsive, in that time, God is active and doing all kinds of things all around the world. And when we wake up, we join him in what he's already doing. So what I'm offering us, and last week Tom suggests this, 150 Psalms are put into five books. In the front of the first book of Psalms are two prayers. Psalm four is an evening prayer. Psalm five is a morning prayer. So can I have that, Jim, just the evening prayer? So this is, this is what's on the cards. And this is the evening prayer. So the invitation is gonna be where we're gonna go. Would you consider FaceTiming, texting, calling your people, whoever that is, And would you say the evening prayer to each other and to the Lord? The evening prayer, which is an ancient prayer I've taken along with Psalm 4, Save us, O Lord, while waking, and guard us while sleeping, that awake we may watch with Jesus, and asleep we may rest in peace. Amen. Now, the morning prayer is this. O Lord, our most holy and loving God, We thank you for the gift of last night's rest. We thank you for the promise of this new day. While we have slept, the world in which we live has swept on, and we have rested in the shadow of your love. Enable us to trust you all this day for the needs of our body, soul, and spirit. Give us our daily bread. Fill us with love. Amen. And that comes from Psalm 5, verse 3. Now, let me give you a little backdrop on this, and then we'll take you to the passage. So let me, maybe, I'm going to be real pastoral today, like, like old pastor pastoral. The interesting studies are how we sleep is often connected to how we end our days. Studies are increasingly saying how we end the day affects how we sleep. So what you're inputting in the last several hours of your day, will affect how you rest through the night. The Hebrews had a rhythm that you, you began your day as you went to sleep, rehearsing what has been and giving it to the Lord. Then you are unconscious. Then you are fallen asleep. Then you are dead as God works with whatever you've given him through your day, you awaken and you think through what is to come. And as you do that, you leave your time of prayer with expectation. So I want, to, I want you to just think about this now. Would you think about, typically, how, is it, how are the last two hours of your day? And then would you ask yourself, how well am I sleeping? Now, I know there are chemical issues in our bodies. I know there are physiological things we must deal with. I understand all that. But in general terms, what we input is what runs in the computer of our minds. So what the psalmist does is invites us to begin by going through the day that is completed so that we can rest in peace. That's what we're going to try to go together. Now, what I want to do Um, And this is where I get stuck. So I need your input here. The Psalms are are poetry. I was intrigued as I studied the passage is the level of writing the poet has brought here. It's, It's incredible. In both Psalms, four and five, there are multiple contrasts. If you just read it, you might just run right through and miss it. So what he's doing by using contrast is taking good and bad, positive and negative, and you're working through that in the psalm so that you can leave that with the Lord. In Psalm 5, same thing. There are contrasts, and the intent is to be mindful of our own tongues. So it's fascinating. Now, here's my question. For about 15 minutes, can I be kind of technical and explain this to you, or would you rather just have go write the application? Huh? All right, front row says explain, you're in trouble. Here we go. So let's go Psalm 4. And I'll, instead of just reading it fast through, let me just read it and then start to explain it to you. So Psalm 4 is the evening prayer. This is what we pray before we go to sleep. So he says, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. So he's thinking about the day that has just been ended. Now, here's the first contrast. It's between utility and providence. Verse 2, how long will you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? There's futility. Verse 3, look at Providence. Know the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. So what he's comparing is what he has seen through his day, all kinds of futility, and he's comparing it now with God is active and at work. I'm going to skip verses 4 and 5 because I want to come back to that. Here's the second contrast, verses six and seven. This is between half full and half empty. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine on us. Let me translate that. The person looks at life as though my glass is half empty. Look at the next verse. Here it's half full. Fill my heart with joy when their new grain, when their grain and new wine abound. So, what's he doing in those two contrasts? He is contrasting people who have lived through their day, who have lived with futility, and people who have lived with providence. He's comparing people who have hope in God's activity, more is to come or not. Now, in verse, verse four and five, look at all the paired verbs. This is really fascinating. Paired verbs. Tremble, in your footnote near the bottom, in your anger, do not sin. So, he's putting together, don't ang- be angry. But don't sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Paired verbs. Search your heart, be silent. Offer the sacrifice of the righteous, which is prayer, and trust in the Lord. So what is he doing in Psalm 4? It's the end of his day, and he's doing what? He's thinking about all through my day, I've seen people live with futility as have I. And I have seen myself and others live with providence, with hope. And then he says he compares the glass is half full, half empty, and then he starts to go through these paired verbs. Look where he ends up in verse 8. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. So watch me now. So what he's doing, he's taking his day on his bed. He is taking his day, and he's working through his day. Let me stop again. How do you typically end your day? Is it all media inputs, television shows, movies, whatever? Whatever that is, that is what's running through your head as we sleep. But what he's suggesting is in Psalm 4, work through your day. How did God work? Where was God active? Where were people doubting him? Where were people running from him? He's working through, and he ends up in verse 8, and I'm going to rest in peace. Now let me stop. I'm going to push. If, I could, if we could be honest here together... How many of us would say we prepare ourselves for rest? I don't. I, don't want, I would suggest very few of us do. So if that's true, if I don't prepare, if I don't work through who I have been with the Lord as I fall asleep, whatever I am focusing on is running all night long. And then I wake up. My phone goes off. My alarm goes off. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And then off we go. Now Psalm five. Then when he does in Psalm five, he looks at all kinds of people who are angry, crabby, broken, complaining, and he prays about all the different situations he will find. And we stop again. So here, here I'm trying to invite you into the rhythm of daily prayer. That's what this prayer card is intended to do. For one week, I'm just asking us, just try it for a week. With your people, do the evening prayer. If you can, do it aloud. If I push farther, a half hour before you go to bed, begin to turn off and disconnect from all the things of life and try to regather your head and your heart with Jesus. Just try it for a week. i well, is one week. I'm asking them one week. And then we'll go. Five, in the morning, then you begin praying about the day to come. I'm wondering if the rhythm let me this back up. Let me play with you here. If you go to Genesis chapter one, you see God's, God has, has embedded rhythms into creation. He has embedded rhythms six days you shall labor and you do all your work. I'm quoting scripture. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. There is a rhythm. Let me talk about adrenal depression. We have, all of us, men, women, boys, we have weekly adrenal cycles. Unique to each one of us. How we live at some point after we have kicked adrenaline, kicked adrenaline, kicked adrenaline, kicked adrenaline, at some point our bodies say, time out, I need to replenish. And that leads to often depression, sadness, negativity, and fatigue. Not wrong, it's your body saying, I quit. What do we do here? Faster, 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 do more, do more. Always busy, always available. We are a people who are being killed by adrenal depression and stress and fatigue because we, listen, we're not following God's rhythm. If I told, if someone said to us, you can have seven weeks of vacation, would you take it? That's what the Lord your God says to you every year. You get seven weeks of vacation. And what do we do with our rhythms in America? American Christians? We just stick an hour here to church and we do the church thing for an hour, and then we just go, go, go. All probably good things. But there's no rhythm to life. So how are we doing? How tranquilized do we have to be? How much pot do we have to smoke? How much alcohol do we have to misuse? How many partners do we have to swap? Because we're just dying. And what Psalm 4 does, is says, okay, no, there's a rhythm to prayer. There's a rhythm. Go through the day and bring the day that has been to the Lord. Why? So you can fall asleep. Isn't it interesting? What did Jesus say to people who were dead? Oh, they're just asleep. What did St. Paul write in 1 Corinthians? They're just falling asleep. What happens when we follow the rhythm of prayer? We fall asleep. We are unconscious. We are dead. And God is at, and he's hoping to give us rest. Did I beat that dead horse dead enough? Okay, let's go to Psalm 5. Now here's the morning prayer. Again, contrasts, and the thing that's so interesting is the tongue, how the tongue plays itself out in the day. Psalm 5. So at the end, at the end of verse 4 8, Katie read this to us in peace, in shalom. I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. So that's how you end your day. You work through the day, and you give it to the Lord. Psalm 5. Now, he starts off with really strong language, and they carry words of expectation. Jim, can I have slide, give me slide 8 and 9 real quick. Here's a summary of what I just said for Psalm Psalm 4. There are two sets of contrasts and there's a center with eight paired verbs, and the movement is from being a control freak to a trusting one. That's the movement through Psalm four, which allows us, verse eight, sleep. Now, Psalm five. He starts off, strong words. Next next slide, please, Jim. Here's here's what we're gonna say in the next seven minutes. So he starts with expectation, Now he's going to contrast evil action and obedient action as he thinks through what he will see in his day. And then he contrasts liars and flatterers with singers and lovers, and he ends up with blessing. So he expects God to act. He knows what he's going to experience, or could even be himself. And at the end, he's going to trust that God will bless. So look at Psalm 5. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help. My King and my God, for to you I pray. Here it is, verse three. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait or watch expectantly. So let me just segue out just one second. I'm gonna share a practice I use. So before I get out of bed, I go through three things Before I get out of my bed, I start with this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. I say it three times. And the third time I say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, give me your peace. Second thing I say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, slowly. I go through the Lord's Prayer. Third thing, 23rd Psalm. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in your house, O Lord, forever. And then I get out of bed. Why do I do I do that? I want to start my day. I have rested in peace. I want to start right here. That's what Psalm 5 is about. Starting there. Now, how did I used to get out of bed? Ah! Alarm goes off, phone goes off. No, 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 no. So then, well, let's take enough. Verse 4. Here's the first of the contrast verses 4, 5, and 6. He's going to contrast evil actions. Verses 7 and 8, with obedient action. This is what he's anticipating. He's going to see in his day. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful Lord you detest. He is looking at what he anticipates he will experience in evil actions, but now he's gonna talk about obedient actions, but I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple, toward your holy temple. Lord, lead me in your right relationships because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. He contrasts evil actions he's gonna experience with obedient actions. He's praying about that. Now, next contrast, 9 and 10, he's going to talk about liars and flatterers. I want you to think about that. How many people, look up for one second. in the course of your day, at work, with teams, whatever, how many people will lie to you or flatter you? And why do we do that to each other? We're trying to control, manipulate, or get what we want. So what he's going to do now, he's going to contrast liars and flatterers with people who sing praise and who love. So he's praying about that for the day. So now in verse nine, not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them from their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. So he says, I'm going to experience liars and flatterers. But verses 11 and 12. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous, right relationships. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. So what he does when he wakes up in the morning... He begins with expectation. Lord, I believe you're going to go ahead of me. You're working all through the night when I was sleeping. I'm going to have a day when I'm going to interact with people who will act with evil intentions or actions. In fact, I might as well. And then he talks about those who are obedient, who do things that honor Jesus, who care for people with goodness and kindness, and then he talks about those who who are going to lie their eyes out and flatter me like crazy because they're trying to get something from me. And he says, oh, I don't want to be like that. I want to sing songs of praise. I want to love people. I want to love people. I want to love people. And he says, I'm going to receive a blessing. Now, do you see the rhythm here? I'll compare it. Could I just ask you to compare how you go to sleep and how you wake up? Not, not, nothing judgmental. I'm just asking you to look at yourself. Now, how different would it be if we went to bed mindful, mindful of a day through which we have been processing, and then we say to the Lord, I give all these things to you because I want to rest in your peace. And we fall asleep. And then we awaken in the morning with expectation. I'm going to experience this and this and this. this, this, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to be one who is obedient. I want to honor Jesus by what I do. I want to be a person who doesn't lie and flatter. I want to be a person who is filled with love and joy. And I want to be a blessing, and I want to share a blessing. Now, do you understand the rhythm here? Let me, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Okay. I need two people to talk back to me. What are you hearing? Somebody talk to me. Anybody? Prompt from the Holy Spirit. Anybody got something? Let's see where the Holy Spirit messing with us this morning. Come on, somebody. Be intentional. Be, in, be intentional. Joel says, be intentional. Can I just say this to you? Listen to this. Nothing of spiritual impact happens quickly or unintentionally. If we want to be like Jesus, we have to intentionally make choices to hear, be, and act as he would if he lived his life in us. Yes? Yep, Kathy, you had a hand up? My sister um, doesn't open her eyes until she asks God to give her a song. And whatever song pops into her head, that's what she sings, and that's her song for the day. Mm Mm-hmm. So Kathy said, a sister asks the Lord for a song before she gets out of bed. It doesn't matter what you do. The, intent, the idea is be intentional. Be intentional and have rhythms. So, so you know, many of you go to exercise. You have a rhythm for exercise. You do this and this and this and this and this. You go to the gym, you do this, this, this. So can I just say this to you? How many of you actually are practicing training in righteousness? I mean, I, I can be the most buff guy in the world, and I'm still gonna die. So when I'm dead, what are you gonna say about me? He was an idiot? I'm glad he's gone? Or, or, is he? or is he a person who looked and acted like Jesus? And we will not be like Jesus unless we intentionally train to be like Jesus. So the action step is quite simple. As you leave, you're invited to get a treat somewhere and grab one of these. They're all, I believe, are they online as well? They'll be online as well. But would you think about, with your people, praying an evening and morning prayer? And just, let's try it for a week and see where we go with it. Just a couple other things to think about. One is um, next week, Sunday, uh, Clay is gonna preach and it's on sadness. Psalm 42 and 43, so using your QR code, you can listen to someone read Psalm 42 and 43, read it, but be preparing your heart for gathering and worship around that. Would you continue to write your own psalms? We have some psalms that are just remarkable. Some are just filled with joy and celebration, so good. And some carry lament at levels that are quite uh, poignant. We, we welcome, we invite you. And then would you think about just praying morning and evening psalms? So let me offer a prayer, and then we will respond in psalm. Lord, we thank you, and we praise you, and we bless you, that you invite us to enter into rhythms, into patterns, into habits of connection with you. And so I pray this week you would release among us a desire to pray. So before we retire, before our eyes close on our beds, I pray that many of us would offer a few short words of prayer. And then, Lord, I pray that in your mercy you'd release a spirit of rest and peace that many have not experienced for long, long periods of time. And then I pray that as we awaken in the morning, we would start with you. We would open our day with expectation, believing that you are going ahead of us and you would love to give us your blessing. So come, Lord. Invite us, encourage us, empower us be a people of prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.